0: We've talked many times on the morning show about God's path for our lives. When we think we're going in one direction, well, lo and behold, we turn the corner when the path looks completely different. And that was the case for today's guest. Father Niall O'Reardon is joining us today. He is the pastor of St. Joseph, the Worker Catholic Church here in Portland. And while he was on a journey as a veterinarian in Ireland, well, when he turned the corner it was the seminary that waited before him good morning father Niall thanks for joining us today
1: good morning Brenda thank you for having me
0: everybody now who's just heard you introduce yourself you have that beautiful Irish accent your life started in Ireland tell our listeners a little bit about your upbringing and how your Catholic faith was woven into your future as a veterinarian
1: Thank you, Brenda. Yes, my, I was born in Tipperary, County Tipperary in Ireland. And I grew up there at home with my parents. I have three brothers and one sister. And uh, I suppose a typical Catholic family, we were uh, we prayed together. We went to mass together. Um, I wouldn't say we were the holiest family in the world, but, <laughs> we, but we lived our faith. Every one of us lived our faith. And my father was a veterinarian. And so I just fo- decided to follow his footsteps and to become a veterinarian as well. You
0: know. Father Nile, in any of that time growing up, bef- while you were thinking about becoming a veterinarian, was there ever anything inside of you that ever thought, this is the goal that I am choosing? This is the career that I'm choosing. But yeah, perhaps God is pulling me towards him as well
1: yeah it's a very nice question it is true it it's even as a young boy i remember i had this feeling of becoming a priest but i suppose the way god planned it in my life that i decided to finish my you call it the a levels here high school and okay. then i went to study veterinary medicine in dublin and studied it for five years i had i loved every minute of it and but i still had this calling i always felt this this called to become a priest. Uh, It was always something that was inside me from a young age. Even, I remember I had a girlfriend too for for six years. Her name was Maria. And too, in that even with her, I I understood maybe God is calling me in a different direction and not towards marriage. But in that time, I was studying to be a veterinarian. I was working as a veterinarian. And yeah I, it was always something that was in me i often remember sometimes i it sounds funny but i remember even giving injections to a horse and i could hear something like uh, feel it inside me it's like why are you what are you waiting for you know
0: what are you waiting for and so uh.
1: and so and it was really i have to thank my mother for this because she sent me on a trip to the holy land i didn't want to go it was with a group i was more interested in going to the disco on saturday night and playing sports <laughs> with my friends And uh, she sent me on this trip. I remember I came home from doing an exam and she told me, you're going to the Holy Land in August. I've just booked you in. And I suppose this was the change that happened in me. I went with a group of 70 youth back in 1998, I think. And in that time, it really transformed my life because there I learned to pray, um, i remember it was funny because everybody in the group couldn't it was too hot and the food was terrible and they didn't like the trip and i was loving every minute of it
0: wow know, so
1: but yet it was there that i think the change came in me you know
0: if you are just tuning in joining us this morning is Father Niall O'Reardon. He is the pastor at St. Joseph the Worker Church here in Portland. He is part of the order Work of Jesus the High Priest. He is joining us today to tell us more about his vocation journey from veterinarian in Ireland to priest here in Oregon. So let's talk about the years though as you were a veterinarian. I think many people associate all creatures, with St. Francis, his love for animals. Uh, Do you find that uh, as being a veterinarian was also an outgrowth of of faith, of of caring for creation? And in your case, equines, big horses that like to run very fast.
1: They do. And I, yeah, I was very lucky in the jobs that I had. I started out working with all kinds of animals. And then for the last four years, so I worked seven years in total as a veterinarian. And then in the last four years, I concentrated mainly on race horses. And so I was very lucky in the job that I had. I could work with the best veterinarians in the world from America to England because the horses were very expensive. So they brought them, the veterinarians from all over the world, if for serious situations. And so I was very lucky like that. And one in particular, which I remember was uh, a horse called Galileo, he's a very famous stallion that he was a very famous racehorse who became a stallion. And then um, became the greatest stallion in the world. Wow! Then. And he—I remember—he got very sick once upon a time in September of ninety-eight or of two thousand and eight. And in that time, I remember I was given the responsibility to take care of him, and I was practically sleeping in the stable with him for three months until he got better. But I remember one day he had a surgery—a very important surgery because. Horses get a thing called colic, you know, mm-hmm. so we did a surgery. It didn't work, so we had to open him again and do a second surgery. And that's always not so good for a horse to do a, two surgeries in a few days. But I remember then I was spent the whole night. I was awake taking care of him and I went to mass at eight o'clock in the morning. And then I went into the sacristy and I said to the priest, um, his name was Father Michael. And I said, Father Michael, was there any chance you would come and bless Galileo? because he was a big responsibility because he gave so much employment, this horse, because okay. people came from everywhere. So the horse was about to die. And then I remember the uh, father came in and he blessed him with holy water and all these top veterinarians from England and Ireland and from, from uh, America were standing there watching this, pr- this Catholic priest give a blessing to Galileo. But from that moment that he got the blessing um, and they all testified to this, he never looked back again and he was perfectly fine after this. And so this was another sign for me, too. I suppose God reminding me, too, the power of the priesthood. Because as a veterinarian, you can heal animals, but as a priest, you can heal souls. Oh. And that's the most beautiful part.
0: That is you're right it is the most beautiful part so father then as you were again you had mentioned that you felt that pull when you were younger to the priesthood but followed in the family business to become a veterinarian at what and and then this trip to the holy land so how did you then make that step from i'm i'm going to become a priest i'm going to the seminary what was the event that led to that
1: It's a very interesting story, actually, Brenda, because as you know, I'm now the pastor in St. Joseph the Worker, and I uh, have a great love for St. Joseph the Worker and our St. Joseph himself. And, you know, it happened. So I told you I had a girlfriend. Her name was Maria. Sure. And, you know, I'll tell you honestly, I found it very hard to finish the relationship with Maria. I knew God was calling me really to become a priest, but I then I went, I was, I had the opportunity to go and work in New Zealand for six months, which was really a dream of mine. And they needed a veterinarian down there uh, at short notice. So I got to work down there. And when I was down there, as I was leaving, my mother saw at the airport in County Cork when she left me off at the airport, she saw the fight and the struggle I was having. Mm. And she gave me a book. And the book was about different saints. And so I was reading this book on the flight. And I remember reading a story about... St. Joseph during the Second World War in a convent, you know, and the sisters there in the convent, they had no milk anymore uh, during the Second World War. So the mother superior called one of the nuns and she said to her, write a note to St. Joseph. And so the sister wrote a note to St. Joseph, put it under the statue of St. Joseph. And then a few hours later, a man knocked on the door holding a cat in his hand and then the mother superior the, the, the sister said to the man but we don't need a cat we need some milk and he said ah oh, i'll bring you some milk then and then the mother superior called the nun and said to her what did you write to saint joseph and she said i drew a picture of a cat drinking milk from a bowl you know and it was from this i, I discovered this man saint joseph who i didn't had no relationship with and so then I wrote him a note and I, I, when I was in New Zealand in a place called Cambridge and the note could still be there to this day because I lifted up this big, heavy statue and put this note in and the note was, St. Joseph, if it's your will that I become a priest, you have to finish it with Maria because I'm not able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I did a novena for the first time. And at the end of the novena, two days after the novena finished, it was my birthday, uh, Maria called me from, she was in Ireland, I was in New Zealand and she said to me, why are we not getting married? Are you thinking of becoming a priest? And I said, I am, Maria. And then she said, good, then I let you be free. And so this was really the big step for me. And then, but I loved being a veterinarian so much, you know, I, I never got out of bed in the morning sad. I loved every, every drop of being a veterinarian. I loved being with the people and working. And then on the Feast of St. Joseph, the 19th of March, I wrote a letter to my boss. And I told him that, um, John, I said, I'm thinking of becoming a priest. This is after now working for him for four years and working seven years as a veterinarian. I said, John, I'm thinking of becoming a priest and I need some time out. I'm going to go to Rome and see what it's like and live with this community that I love very much. And he, I handed him the letter and he it was in the raining Ireland, typical Irish raining day on the feast of St. Joseph. And he said to me, he read the letter and he said, I support you all the way, but I think you're crazy. <laughs> And so that was the beginning. And then the following June of 2010, I ended up in Rome working or uh, living with the novices in Rome, became a novice.
0: Oh, such an incredible journey. And we are so blessed to have you here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Now, that's quite a bit of a journey. And I want to find out how it was that through your order that you're here now in Portland. But I am already coming up against my break. Father, can you stay with me through the break? And we will continue in the next half hour. Thank you. Thank you for staying with us. I know many of you got caught up in this wonderful discussion with Father Niall O'Reardon. He is the pastor at St. Joseph the Worker Catholic Church in Portland. He is with the Order of Work of Jesus the High Priest and now serving here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Father Nile, thank you so much for staying with us. Thank you, Brenda. So in our first half hour, we were just getting to the discussion about what led you to leave your occupation as a veterinarian and enter into this order. And you were with the novices there in Rome. So tell our listeners a little bit about your order. I think many people would be interested to know more about the work of Jesus, the high priest and your charisms.
1: Yeah. So we're we're a, a missionary community, you could say, and we're... Um, we have about sixty-four or five priests now, and about one hundred and eighty sisters, and we're based all around the world, uh, usually in the poorest parts of the world. We're in Uruguay, we're in Kazakhstan, Siberia, Russia, um, and we we'll go as far as uh, South Korea. We one of our priests is actually right on the border between North and South Korea, Father Sanghi, and uh, so it happened that just a few years ago, before the pandemic started, that. Uh, Father Gary Zer from St. Edwards in Kaiser, he called and asked if s- someone from our community would come and do a week retreat. So it, almost to the day, three years ago, myself and another priest, Father Corbinian, we went to St. Edwards and we had the week Lenten retreat that they had, um, that they wanted. So we, we gave the retreat. But in that time, Europe locked down because of the pandemic. Right. And so we couldn't get back to Europe. So Father Gary asked us then to stay and to come back and stay in, in St. Edwards. And so we stayed there and we did live stream holy hours and we did live stream masses and we did lots of confessions in that time. And it was through this time that we got to know Archbishop Sample. Uh, and so we met him twice on our time, in our in in those three months, we ended up staying in Kaiser for three months then afterwards, we, on, right until June. And then, in that time, we met Archbishop Sample, and then three years later, now we are back here, and we have three parishes, and three, uh, yeah, three parishes, and we'll soon be four sisters and four priests, so...
0: Wow. It's wonderful. And then through the work of Jesus, the high priest, your order, what is the focus? You said you, you work in the, uh, the poorest communities while many here in Portland mm-hmm. wouldn't say, or well, not necessarily the poorest communities. There are many ways that the poor are served, especially in, in your area. So what are some of the areas that you are allowed to continue that work there through St. Joseph the Worker.
1: Yeah, we, you know, you asked uh, what is our charism? You know, we're a Marian community because the priest part of our community is called the work of Jesus the High Priest. And then the sisters is called the Family of Mary. And so we're a Marian community. We're a papal community, ecumenical and missionary and Eucharistic as well. So we have great devotion to Our Lady and to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist as well. And that is they're our main charisms that we have. And so we try to bring that to the people no matter where they are, no matter where our missions are, um we try to bring them these charisms that we have. You know.
0: Father Nile, I can't help, but make the connection. Of course, you now as the pastor there at Joseph, the worker that for so many years prior, that message underneath the statue of St. Joseph, he walked with you for so many mm-hmm. years. Do you find unique ways where still throughout your priesthood, while you were part of this Marian order that well, St. Joseph is still a model for you and your continued ministry.
1: Yeah, for me, he's the most powerful saint in heaven, I have to say. He's, and Teresa of Avila said, everything she asked of Saint Joseph, she received. And I believe this too, because this great saint, he never ever refused anything to God. Everything God asked him, he said yes. He was the silent man, but he was the man of action. And he was the humble man. And, you know, that is why I I've, I'm so honored that even my school, where I went to school, high school was called St. Joseph's College. You know, so St. Joseph is the most powerful saint in heaven. When you think about it, Brenda, he was the, he was the only man who ever lived who God called Papa. Mm. And, and this is so, such an honor to be given to one man, you know, and yet that is why I believe he can be refused nothing in heaven from Jesus because he did everything in order to help Jesus on earth. His vocation, one could say, was to help Mary and Jesus to get to Calvary. And this mm. is, well, this was his vocation. He wasn't there himself, but he did everything to help them to get there, to fulfill this plan of redemption of God.
0: Father Niall O'Riordan is joining us this morning, sharing the story about how he came as a veterinarian from Ireland and a priest here in Portland, Oregon. So father, you serve in so many ways, as you said previously, to the souls of those who you come across. Have you ever found that there was a time as a priest that you had to rely on your knowledge as a veterinarian to help anybody or any animal that maybe you had come across?
1: Yeah, so for five years after I was ordained, I worked in Slovakia with the Roma Gypsies in Slovakia. I lived in a village called Usovska Panica in Slovakia and there I lived with Roma Gypsies and we had a little farm there and um, yeah, often I would look at the animals because we had a farm, we had cows, we had horses, we had pigs, we had everything, cats and dogs and yeah, often I would be called to look at something, you know, I remember some years, two years ago exactly that one on Christmas Eve, I was cleaning the church up, we were preparing for Christmas Eve Mass and I got a call from a local man to say that his cow was having a calf. So down I came and we, with a bit of help from my father, I, because uh, I called him and I said, Daddy, this cow is calving but she's taking her time, I need your help. And so he said, do this and this and then within an hour we had the calf out on the ground and then but then i went to the course and i had to take a shower and then we had to go and get the buses and drive the kids and collect the kids for school or for mass uh for the evening mass for the for the holy night and then i came back and of course we called the calf noel you know oh. and so we came back and noel was standing up and drinking from his mom then that night you know but one thing i have to say too is this beautiful vocation how thankful I am that I made this step Brenda you know like I said my father was a veterinarian too and he died just before I came to America and he didn't actually want me to become a priest but he he was a he was a a faithful man but he loved the fact that I was a veterinarian too just like he was but just before I left for America he, he was diagnosed some years back with cancer and it just shows the beauty of the difference of being a veterinarian, which is a beautiful vocation, to being a priest, you know. I I could be there at the moment that he died. I had mass just as I, I woke up in the middle of the night. I went to check on him. And there, you know, I remember if I was to ask him, are you glad now that I became a priest? I'm sure he would say, absolutely, you know. Oh. But he, because I could celebrate mass, I gave him the anointing, the last rites, and I gave him Holy Communion for the last time. And even my last conversation the Saturday before my father was his last Holy Confession, you know, and this makes it all worthwhile for such souls. I didn't become a priest just for my father, but you know, I've experienced this so often here in, in Portland and my brother priests would testify to this too. They too have experienced this so often how bringing the sacraments to the people and then they go and have a beautiful death afterwards. Mm -hmm. It makes it all a veterinarian is a beautiful job, but a veterinarian couldn't do this, but a priest can do this and to take away the sins, to absolve the people from their sins, to bring them Holy Communion and all the sacraments. It's the greatest gift and the greatest vocation I could possibly ask for.
0: Well, Father, from my perspective, I can attest that the amount of compassion that a veterinarian would need to care for Mm -hmm. just all of these lowly animals. And then to turn that compassion into the care and love for a father as he dies to a community who needs you to the poor, who, who don't understand why they suffer the way they do. It seems to be a perfect match in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Father thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. How wonderful and delightful to be able to meet you. Before we go today, will you end us in prayer and your priestly blessing? Yes.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So bless you all dear listeners through the intercession of our Lady and St. Joseph, all the angels and saints, the almighty and merciful God, the Father. The Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Father Nile, thank you again for your time today. God bless you, all your parishioners there at St. Joseph the Worker.
1: Thank you, Brendan. God bless you too.